Families for Life with Brian and Brian, a podcast of Oak Hill Baptist Church. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about influential movies, movies for our families. All right. Well, we are back. What's up, Brian? How's it going? Man? Hey, doing good, man. Good. We yeah. are here this morning, and uh, we got a lot to do, don't we? Yeah, yeah. We got a lot to do. We're gonna get a couple episodes out recorded today. Yeah. We're gonna push off our series. We were gonna do another kind of deep dive series, not as long. Maybe yeah. maybe just like six About weeks. Six episodes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna push that off until after you and I. Mm-hmm. We've got a few days off here, here and there throughout the, this month. And, um, we wanted to have time to really get into that and really process that. Yeah. So, and we're starting our ministry stuff up right now. Right. So yeah, a lot of, a lot. So we thought we'd do a couple of things that we've really wanted to talk about, but we've not, uh, we've not had the opportunity. Yeah. And this one especially is going to be, a, I, I'm looking forward. It's a fun episode. Yeah. We're it's funny. We kind of talked about this one. And it was like just an idea, but I think we've gotten a lot more excited about it yeah. as we've been thinking through it. So yeah, we're talking about what, what did you say? Influential movies? Yeah. Movies that we want our kids to watch that have, yeah. have impacted us. And we talk about, you know, sort of the, th- some of the themes behind them. You know, I personally, love movies. That's one of my most favorite things is to sit down and watch a movie. And I really, um, I really just enjoy it. Yeah. That is one thing that you and I share alike. And we've watched a lot of movies and we've also seen a lot of movies that the other person hasn't seen, yes. um, which is fun to, and, and so we get to share new movies with each other. Um, that has been really fun actually. Yeah. Kinda I try cool. to watch something, one movie a week and, uh, it's usually something odd or, or interesting. Yep. Uh, I try to look for themes or directors that I like, and then I'll share with you, and you're like, I've never heard of that movie I, Yeah, before. exactly, yeah. <laughs> but I like that because I enjoy watching new movies that – not new movies, but like movies that are new to me. Um, you know, I, I love – I love certain movies, so I could watch them over and over again. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoy, you know, just new stories and things. Mm-hmm. I love stories and, yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. so these are some movies we. <laughs> this is hard because we actually have to narrow it down. Oh, We're man. only going to do three each, okay? And so this is actually really, really hard for us. Um, so these might be the top ones, but that could probably change. I could have done um, twenty. I know, I seriously. This is <laughs> this is easy but difficult. Um, but it's I love the movies that you have picked, and I'm excited to hear them. So we'll go back and forth talking yeah. about a movie. And, uh, and why it matters to us. Yeah, so my first pick for... So, so these are movies that we want our kids to watch because they have themes uh, yeah. that we uh, really like and or else we like the story or there's something about it. And so we'll explain uh, that as we go along. So right. my first pick is actually my all-time mm. favorite movie, Rocky. Mm-hmm. 19- best picture. <laughs> so written, good. written by Sylvester Stallone. I don't know yeah. if you knew that or not. I did know that. He wrote I this asked, movie. Dude, Rocky, dude, yeah, this is up my alley, so bro. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't know, if you've been under a rock for the last 50 years, Rocky is uh the story of a boxer who is uh, kind of on the backside of his career, yeah. And he gets a chance to uh, fight one of the the world heavyweight uh, champion. He yeah. gets a chance to to fight and to go up against Apollo Creed, yeah. And so the whole journey is is him getting into the ring, training, getting back into the ring. But also, I'll tell you, there's a a love story yep. in this as well. 
And so it's also throughout really the whole narrative of Rocky through all of the movies, there is a, uh, there's an idea of a a love story. Yeah. The first movie, especially there's not a ton of boxing, right? There's a scene at the beginning and there's lots of training. And then there, there's the course, the big fight at the Mm -hmm. end, but it's not a story of necessarily boxing. Boxing is sort of the plot device used. It's more about overcoming obstacles and, finding um, a way to to push through adversity. Yeah. You know, sometimes we think about, especially in terms of Christ, our Christian faith, um, there are times we have to, you know, we say like, God closes a door, mm-hmm. you know, so we've got to go a different direction. You know, mm-hmm. God doesn't want us to go down that path. Right. Sometimes, now, now it, we need wisdom and discernment. Yes. Sometimes God closes the door because he wants us to break the door down. Mm-hmm. And so he wants to see <laughs> the determination and the uh, the fortitude if we're going to press on and have yeah. the faith to press through that adversity that we're going through. And that's yeah. what I love about Rocky. Yep. He's well, this... that's that workout. Those that's the thing. Rocky movies are always famous for their workout montages mm-hmm. because it is this. You've got to prepare for yes. the thing that's coming up. Yeah, you know? he he has to uh, work really hard yeah. to get in the kind of shape where he's going to face a, a, a Apollo Creed. One of the things that I've actually talked about in that movie that I love, and I don't know if you're going to say this, but one of the things you find in all of these movies, the Rocky movies, is he's there's always this part where Rocky is just not able. He mm. can't keep going. There's mm-hmm. no way he's going to make it. And it's always when Adrian comes in mm. and she and she says you know, go win, mm-hmm. you know, go do it. Yeah. And, you know, she shows up in Russia and mm-hmm. Rocky Four. you know, that's when it yeah. turns around. And I love that because you're right. It is about, it's ultimately this, well, it's also this love story and how, you know, we need each other to do these things well, as well. Right. And the movie is called Rocky. So it's about one man, but also there's a team there. Mm-hmm. There's this, there's his, his girlfriend, there's Mick, his trainer, which mm-hmm. is played uh, phenomenally by the the by the famous Burgess Meredith, who mm. is just one of my favorite actors, and um, you know I just I love him because like the movie starts out Rocky loses his locker because Mick's like you washed you up washed Rock up, Rock, <laughs> and so he has to like he's like oh Mick why you get rid of my locker you know <laughs> yeah it's so yeah it's so good and so he has to like overcome that and prove and he yeah. has to prove to Mick like hey Mick be my be yeah. my trainer yeah. Mick doesn't like that idea at first and so this whole movie is about overcoming adversity so here's the thing I want to teach my kids mm-hmm. that that life is hard and and we have to overcome adversity there's actually a quote this was actually in the the 2000 yes uh, i know 2006, this 2006 uh-huh i believe it's 2006 rocky, rocky balboa, balboa. Uh, where know, he's talking I'm, to mm-hmm. his son and uh but this to me encompasses the whole like attitude of rocky he says he and i won't do it as sylvester Stallone. i won't <laughs> do my impression hey let me tell you something <laughs> he says he says, let, he says, let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place and will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit you as hard as life. But it ain't how hard you get, it ain't how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Yeah. How much can you take and keep moving forward? That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hit and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you are because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that. And that ain't you. You're better than that. 
And I love that quote. That's, That's what I want intense. to instill in, into my children is yeah. we've got to overcome adversity. You can't blame other people oh, for man. your life. Yeah. You take responsibility. You get up. You take care of business. Yeah. Yeah, and then the biblical side of that is is that quote again, you know, from uh, from uh, Proverbs. Um, I believe it's Proverbs. I get it mixed. It's either Proverbs or Psalms. <laughs> but it's you know, a righteous man falls seven times, uh, but then rises, yeah. and that's you know, Christ, you know, is the one who picks us up. Yeah, that's so good. Yep. And that's that's from Sylvester Stallone, guys. Like yeah. the guy's a genius. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. lie about that. Um, Okay, so, so that's what that's my first one. What's we could your, literally talk about that talk movie about forever. What's so your let's first move on. Pick? Okay, so my first pick is um, an amazing movie, uh, maybe my all-time favorite, and it's it is a wonderful life. Mm. It's a wonderful life, um, and this movie, and this Directed is why by the famous Frank Capra. This th- is one this, of my uh, Capra. This is one of my favorite movies. I as know well. that's why this these lists are really just uh, both of our favorite <laughs> favorite movies. So I have to have IMDb pulled up because I can't remember names very well. So Jimmy Stewart, James yeah. Stewart, uh, Donna Reed, uh, so many good uh, actors and actresses in this movie. Uh, it was written by Van Doren. Uh, isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. So I always thought that was pretty funny. Um, and no relation by any means, but what's awesome about this movie. So what happens is about this, this man. Okay. And his name is George Bailey and George Bailey is born. And it's from the perspective of angels who are actually watching his life and they're seeing what happens in his life. And it goes from his childhood where he loses his hearing and, uh, but he saves his brother and, and he comes up, grows up through life. It's a, it's a classical Christmas movie, but it really doesn't have anything to do with Christmas until the last, the very end of the movie. And so as you go through his whole life, you see all these elements uh, throughout his life of things and the way that he has constantly sacrificed the things that he wanted. He wants to travel. He wants to see the world. But he gets stuck in this little tiny town, and he can never get out of this little tiny town. And he ends up marrying this woman that he's known you know, his whole life, and, and they have a bunch of kids. And um, there's, a, there's a scene in it where he's, he's like, why do we have to have all these kids? And, uh, and it's just great. I I actually said that to my wife not too long ago as a joke, and uh, but it's, it's like just, things constantly—they're just bad. Like he's about to leave, leave. to travel, and he oh for their honeymoon happens. for their honeymoon yeah. they're gonna leave, and they got all this money saved up, and then the banks crash, right? And so he runs this uh, building and loan office, and it's the only place that is keeping the bad guy from you know the big the, corporate banks, yeah, the yeah. big uh, bank guy, uh, Mister uh, Potter, from taking over the town, and so he's just saving the town giving of himself over and over again until the point comes where he just, he is something, you know, they lose some money and he's about to go to jail because they can't find the money. And he thinks to himself, it'd be better if I wasn't even born. Um, and so he's about to throw himself off a bridge. And that's when this angel who's been watching his life comes. And his whole job is to show him how, how wonderful of a life he actually has. Mm -hmm. And so he makes it as if he was never born. Mm -hmm. And so then he gets to see what the town would be like if he had never existed. Uh, his brother isn't there. Uh, his wife is, you know, uh, uh, a maid and she just works in the library Mm -hmm. and has no life. Um, the, the town is just totally, it's like Las Vegas. And so he is just amazed and and sees all this. And so it's a great movie. And the way it works out is the problem doesn't actually get solved. Not really. Mm. Um, he doesn't fix the problem. He doesn't save the day. What happens is 
um, all of the things that he's been pouring out come back as a blessing to mm-hmm. him. But what changes is his perspective. Yes. And that is what makes the movie so good is it's not this magical, all of a sudden your problems will go away as long as you do this one thing. It's no, no. You just need to have the right perspective. Yeah, the people show up and save the day, but ultimately, like his reality, he's still running the building alone. There's still yeah. he's still living. He doesn't get to go travel the world, right? But he does have a wonderful life, right. and that's the thing about it is, in order to realize how wonderful our lives actually are, we have to have the proper perspective. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, we have to have a God God's eye perspective mm-hmm. on our lives. And I remember Brian, you. Um, um, preached a message one time about Thanksgiving, I think, and you, I think it was a sermon, uh, a Spurgeon quote, mm. where Spurgeon says, uh, you know, why do we chisel our our afflictions, afflictions in stone mm-hmm. and write our blessings in the air? Mm-hmm. Or write them in water. In water. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we don't pay attention to the blessings of our lives. Yeah, I, I this has been something that, you know, you can look at your life in terms of all of the 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 bad circumstances and the things in your life that are um, negative. Yeah. Or you can look at it in light of the positive blessings that God has given you. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, I don't have a, a mansion. mansion. I don't have this. I don't have that. But man, God has blessed look me with a home. God has blessed me with a godly yeah. wife and children, yeah. you know, and it's, it's not about my plan. It's not about what I want. Right. It's about what God wants. Yep. And how and how he does meet the desires of our heart if we would just look at what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, that's and, good. And so I want my kids to know that. I want them to grow up that way because that's going to make them good men. And you know, if we have a daughter, then good women. Yeah, that's so. really good. That's one of my favorite movies too. I know. So <laughs> okay, I'm glad, next. I'm glad you one of my on so one of my all time favorite. Uh, so I kind of cheated. Film series. <laughs> yeah, I kind of <laughs> cheated a little bit. I put the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which is three movies, but. It's one overarching story. You're so, not wrong, and I gave it to you. I, I was because of, of my love so for So I understand there are a lot of people that don't like the fantasy genre, but if you'll look past the elves and the dwarves yeah. and the fantasy and you'll look at some of the themes here, you will see uh, an amazing film. Oh, my goodness. So so the it's based on the books written by J.R.R. Tolkien, and... You know, I uh, here's here's how I came into contact. So the first movie came out around 2001, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah. So I went and is in the theater. I'd never really had any experience. I just heard this great. I never. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. I'm with I you. heard this great fantastical yep. fantasy oh, oh, epic story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went and watched it, and um, at the end of the movie, it, it doesn't get resolved. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> wait a second. I didn't know what? it was a trilogy. I didn't either. Oh, I didn't know that. And I go, I go, what is going on? That's exactly what I so did. So I immediately, that day, went to the bookstore, mm-hmm. bought all of the books, and started reading because I had to figure out what happened to Frodo and that's, Samwise. That's like exactly what happened to me. That's awesome. So um, this is an epic story of, and, and the reason I love it so much is because... The people that are highlighted are hobbits, and hobbits are really peaceful, unassuming. They really have no um, desires for power or wealth or anything. But by by happen chance, happenstance, happen chance, whatever, same thing. They end up becoming instrumental in saving Middle Earth, which yeah. is the the area of that this is all based in. And so it's this story of friendship. It's this story of overcoming obstacles. It's this story of loyalty and honor. Yeah. And there's all of these great themes. There's yeah. tons of Christian good, themes. Good versus evil. Good is versus huge. evil. Because yeah. 
Tolkien was a believer. Yeah. And so there's lots of Christian themes throughout this. Yeah. And so it's a whole uh, world and, and narrative where you see what what things are are really about. And there's a couple of quotes that I really... Just a couple. Uh, I there's know, like right? 100 million quotes from this, these yes, movies. Yes. <laughs> I love them all. Well, one of the ones that I really feel is instrumental, Gandalf, who has all of the great wise quotes, he says, many that live deserve death, mm. and some that die deserve life. Can you give it to them? Then mm. do not be eager to deal out death in judgment, for even the very wise cannot see all ends. Mm. And I just love that quote because it helps us to realize our place in the world is very small, but yeah. we can make a we significant make a impact, but it has to be with wisdom. It yeah. has to be with maturity. We can't just willy-nilly just just yeah. go at go at life, yeah. you know? Um, another quote, which is very appropriate to our time, this is maybe one of the most quoted, is when... Gandalf and uh, Frodo are in the mines mm-hmm. of Moria, mm-hmm. and Frodo says, I wish it not have happened in my time, meaning the ring the had ring not come power. to him yeah. and that it would have been another time. And Gandalf said, so do I, and so do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. And what a great theme for people to understand, because none of these people in yeah. the story, Aragorn, uh, Frodo, Gandalf, none of them... And Samwise. Yes. Yeah. None of them th- sought any of this to happen to right. them. They responded to what was happening around them. And yeah. so I think as we, as believers, understand we were born into this season of the the of timeline the of the yeah. universe. Yeah. How can we honor God? How can we deal with the time we have been given to make an impact yeah. for the glory of God? Yeah. And I know, uh, I know. As I, I read a book about this, like, because like my my wife especially is a hardcore Lord of the Rings uh, fan. Like, she's literally read everything he wrote. Well, maybe not everything, but most. And so, but one of the things I read was about Tolkien's experience in the First World War mm-hmm. and how a lot of these things came from real life, you know. And so he's not just these aren't just like whimsical ideas um, written by somebody who sits in an ivory tower. Like, this is a guy who who saw. He Real experienced hard things. evil yeah. and, and had yeah. to fight against and it. And that's why that's why I think those movies and the books are so good because they capture reality yeah. so well in, in, in such a fantastical sort of way. Yeah, even though it's a fantasy genre, they mirror real life. And yeah. so that's why I want my kids to know this and understand these these themes are really important in our life. Yeah. Man, so good. Could literally talk for days about this stuff. Um, all right, so my second pick, um, arguably the best movie ever made. Okay. In your opinion. Now, I've never seen this movie. Arguably the best movie I've not ever seen, made. I should say, I've not seen this movie all the way through. So I, my promise is I will try to find <laughs> okay. this movie and watch it. So first of all, it's it's Ben-Hur, and it is not the new version. It is the Charlton Heston version. Uh, I think it was made in 19... 19- 59 and so it's pretty long and um there are parts to it that are slow but there are parts to it that are really really intense as well and essentially what is happening is ben-hur is living around the time of christ it's based on a book called ben-hur a tale of the christ and so he lives at the time of christ he is a jewish prince under the the authority of rome and one of his friends whom he grew up with is a Roman who has gone away and grown up, become this Roman, you know, authority, and came back to be in charge of Jerusalem and the area that Ben Hur is. And so they have this 
reuniting a friendship, but then it immediately gets broken down because of the conflicts between Israel and Rome. And so they have these ideological barriers that they can't break through, even though they are friends. And his enemy, Masala, who was his best friend, is now his just mortal enemy because of he imprisons his mother and sister, and uh, a, a something happens where a a, uh, a Roman official was injured um, accidentally, and Ben Hur gets blamed for it, and so all these people get thrown in prison, and Ben Hur gets sent away to be a slave in Roman ships. And there's a scene where Ben Hur is being taken. I might get emotional. Was taken away to be a slave, and he's being pulled along through the desert and all these other places by these Roman guards and whipped and stuff, and he falls down at this well, and there's this great scene, and the music is is just amazing. It's just, it's just so amazing. And all of a sudden, this person reaches down with a cup of water. <laughs> Sorry. And he starts giving water to Ben-Hur, and, and this Roman guard kicks the water away, and the camera pans up and it's Jesus mm. and Jesus just looks the guard in the face and the guard just backs away mm. and Jesus picks up water and gives it to Ben-Hur and then Ben-Hur gets t- carried away to slavery Wow! and you don't see Jesus again until so he's in slavery he's rowing the ship and they're in this war at sea he saves the commander he gets adopted as this guy's son and now he's lifted to this place of place of power and he becomes a chariot racer in Rome this famous chariot racer and he comes back to his hometown and uh, Masala is also a chariot racer and so they engage in this huge chariot race that is kind of the famous thing that's the scene the that I've seen yes is the it's so and it's it is really well done too um the production value for a 1959 film amazing and um so that conflict is settled but that's not the end of the movie the end of the movie actually is been her seeing all these people rushing to see something going on. Mm -hmm. And it's Jesus being Mm -hmm. taken away to be crucified. Oh, wow. And so so Ben-Hur and his mother and and sister are a part of this whole story. There's so many elements happening. And what you see is this idea of redemption being found in the stream of just faithfulness Mm -hmm. where you're at. And so Ben-Hur was not in control. He had been thrust to the bottom and thrust to the top, but he was not in control of any of his circumstances. He was simply just faithful where he was and, um, you know, faithful kinda, as Kind of mirrors like j- maybe a story of Joseph or something like yeah, that. Yeah, very much. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. Um, that's exactly right. And the redemption was given to him um, simply by his trusting and, and, and his faith in, in God is something that you see happening uh, over and over again. And that's why he's so intrigued mm-hmm. by Jesus. You can see him being pulled to mm-hmm. Jesus and he just can't understand why that's they cool. would kill this man who, who gave him water. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a really amazing story. Uh, and I want my kids to watch that because of the beauty of the movie itself, but because of the themes that are there, um, both the religious, but also just the normal, like, you just kind of have to bear where you're at. Yeah, you honor God, whatever station or whatever circumstance God puts you in. You you honor the Lord in that. In that, yeah, and, that's, and that's He good. will bless you as yeah. as as He sees fit, and it will be good. Yeah, my favorite scene is when He says, "I am Spartacus." That's my 
That's my most favorite. <laughs> I already said that's not the oh, movie. Oh, that's not the right movie. Okay. <laughs> no, it's the one where he has the Ten Commandments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. Charlton Heston is jacked in that movie, oh, though. Man. I know that. Yes, yeah. Charlton Charlton well, I'll have to uh, watch that. That yes. sounds really good. Yes, you have to. Very and, long. Um, it's got an intermission, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my last movie is, mm. uh, well, my last movie of this list yes. is <laughs> Secondhand Lions. Yes. This is a great family movie. I believe it was 2003 uh, when this came out. And it's got the fantastic Robert Duvall oh, and goodness. Michael Caine and a young Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. So this is uh, by it, 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 they use a plot device where it's a movie within a movie. So yeah. So the guy is the the guy the narrator is the little boy. He's all grown up. He's reflecting on his life, uh, living with his two uncles, but also they are. He, they're retelling sort of their adventures as they go along and what they went through. Yeah. And so he's kind of learning who these mysterious uncles are, you know, and, and why they're so, uh, you know, who they are as men. And it turns out that they're very like rough and tough and grumble men, but it turns out they have a lot to teach this young man about what it means to be a man. And so yeah. especially, this is especially good. This is good for girls and boys, but it's especially good for boys because the theme of a manhood is is on display big time and I, there's a couple of scenes here that really uh, that are so memorable the uh, uncles and the young boy are sitting <laughs> in a, the general store eating barbecue That's what I, yeah i was thinking yeah and this mm-hmm. young uh, group of greasers pull up and they're just punks and they're yep. just they're just you know <laughs> they're just messing around they're throwing stuff around they're goofing off and they start messing with uh, the uncles, yeah. uh, Hub, one of them's name's Hub McCann, and they start messing with him, and he's like, uh, he's not going to take it. <laughs> so but good. they're like, what are you going to do, old man? Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> and so like, he gets his knife out, and Hub just like immediately takes his knife, and he's like, no, no, you don't want to do it like this. You got to use your knife like this. Yes, he's like, he's like teaching him how to. <laughs> and then yeah. he gives it back to him. He's like, all right, all right, come on, let's go. <laughs> and then he just wallops these guys, and he has this famous line. Mm. Where he says, I'm Hub McCann. I fought in two world wars and countless smaller on three continents. I've led thousands of men into battle with everything from horses and swords to artillery and tanks. I've seen the headwaters of the Nile and tribes of natives no white man has ever seen before. I won and lost a dozen fortunes, killed many men, and loved only one woman Mm. with the passion of a flea like you. With the passion of flea like you can never understand, that's who I am. I love that quote because that really uh, hits on a lot of themes where Hub just had to step up and do what he was called to do when he was called to do it. And his his brother was right there with him the whole time. But the theme of loving this woman comes up as well throughout this movie. And he has this passion for this and love for this one woman. It's never, ever... Uh, it's never gone away, yeah. you know, and and so there's this there's that theme as well where he he loves this woman, and um, that is such a great theme to teach our our young men to when God brings the lady into our life that that we're going to love for the rest of our lives. We have an undying passion for them that we will never love another woman. We will always seek after that lady and and desire to please her and be with her. Yeah, yeah. That movie is, you know, it, it seems when you see it, like pictures of it or things like that, it seems like it's a kid's movie. 
Um, yeah. But it's not. It is yeah. not a kids movie. It, it's good for kids, um, but it is so deep that kids will enjoy it and be fascinated by it, yeah. and and grownups will be challenged by it. And uh, that is, I, I love, yeah, I love all of your movies. They're I, so. Good. I believe <laughs> that, and there's another quote. I believe that Michael Michael Can uh, says this quote. He says, "Sometimes the things that may." or may not be true are the things a man needs to believe in the most mm. that people are basically good that honor courage and virtue mean everything that power and money money and power mean nothing yeah that good always triumphs over evil and i want you to remember this that love true love never dies you remember that boy you will rem- you remember that doesn't matter if it's true or not you see a man should believe in those things because those are the things worth believing in yeah the good thing is those things are true yes uh, we don't have to question They're because truth. the Bible mm-hmm. teaches us that that like virtues that like love are the most important thing honor trust faith those things triumph power wealth money importance pride all of those things every single time and i want my kids to know that those things those virtues those biblical virtues are far more important and if you want to become a godly man those are the things you'll focus on yeah. doesn't matter if you have a million dollars or 1 dollar in your bank account doesn't matter if you have if you are working under someone or you're working over someone mm-hmm. those are the virtues that you need to hold dear to your heart those yeah. christ like virtues yeah absolutely that's what makes and i'm 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 just yeah we don't want to get all into this but just the the lack of you know our our whole manhood series you know that that is we need we need men um, to to hold to these things, and we need boys. We need to teach our boys these things, and uh, and boys need men. And so I think one of the things we can do, guys, is we can be men who pour into younger boys who maybe don't have fathers, mm-hmm. don't have father figures. Um, kind of like in this movie, that was you know the situation with this kid. Yes, and these uncles became the men who showed him what manhood was. Right. And that is that is such a godly thing. Um, even if you even if you're not a godly person, that is still a godly thing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, that's such a great movie. Um, c- kind of similar, but man, all these movies end up being related in some way, shape, or form. But my last movie for this list is one of my favorite movies called Master and Commander. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a very well known movie, but this it has, is another one I've not <clears throat> seen. Yeah. It's uh, it's got Russell Crowe and Paul Bettany in it, uh, so you know uh, Maximus from Gladiator and um, the Vision from the Vision. <laughs> from, uh, <laughs> from Marvel, and uh, uh, so these guys are kind of the main characters in it. Russell Crowe plays a captain of an English ship. He is out to sea in the Atlantic Ocean, and it's during the Napoleonic Wars. And this movie is is kind of intense, so I would not suggest it for younger kids. Um, not necessarily. Um, but, uh, but what happens is they are in pursuit of a French ship, um, because they're at war. And so the, at the beginning of the movie, it states what their objective is to capture or sink the ship, Mm. but they have a certain amount of time to do it in. And if they don't do it within a certain amount of time or in a certain amount of distance, then they're to come home so that they don't, you know, uh, waste the ship or, or, you know, crash or whatever. Well, this captain, Jack Aubrey, he uh, 
decides to continue following the French ship because they are trying to bring war to the uh, seas and to the New World, okay? So they're trying to spread the Napoleonic Wars over the entire world. I mean, the First World War was the First World War, but the Napoleonic Wars were very similarly a, a world war type of thing. And uh, so they were trying to stop that ship from making it to where they were trying to go. And the thing in the movie is you see them chasing this French ship. And what happens is he gets outmaneuvered two times in the movie where the French ship all of a sudden, like in the morning, all of a sudden the French ship is behind them and, and catching them. And Jack Aubrey is this like really uh, amazing captain that everybody loves, but but he's getting kind of beaten in at his own game. And so he's it's this battle of wits between these two captains, and they're having to deal with all the people on their ship. And uh, it's one of the best time period pieces I've ever seen. And what what you see, the one of the first things that happens, you see this amazing battle between the two ships um, where this the French ship is in this fog. They don't even know it's there, and all of a sudden, boom. And you're you're if you're not ready for it, it's crazy. And you see all the, you know, things that happen from that. And what happens is he has to lead his ship through a series of adversities. Um, they have a lot of, you know, they're getting beaten at their own game. They get, you know, hit real bad. They got to fix their ship. Um, they got to go so far south past, um, you know, even further south than um, what's the tip of South America. They have to go way past that. It's not the the... Oh gosh! Yeah, testing I know. My geography I know. Here. I know. I'm sorry. I should have thought of this, but they go way far south, so they're freezing cold, and he's got to lead all these people. And so eventually, you know, there it, it has a good ending, but it also has kind of a twist ending at the same time. Don't spoil um, it. For I'm me. not going to spoil it, but it's um, the music is beautiful. The music is amazing, mm -hmm. and you just see all the different elements because it's not only the captain. You see the men and the things that are going on in their lives, and and the way that they're all having to work together. You see these little boys who are officers in training. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're talking about like 12 year old boys, and one of the boys, I have to say, what happens to him? He gets injured very badly. Let me put it that way. And Captain Jack has to basically be a father to these boys. He has to be a boss to these disgruntled um, men who are borderline mutinous at times. He has to be an encourager to people who are weary. Um, he has to lift them up from the depths of despair. And he is committed to going further than he was even commanded to go. His commitment to his king and country was so great mm -hmm. that he was going to get this French ship. And there are many things. There's so many quotes. I can't even pick them out. And, and it's so well done. Um, but but the things that he has to go through, he also has his close friend, Paul Bettany, who's the doctor of the ship, He's dealing with Paul Bettany's. They find the Galapagos Islands, and so they're having to to they're wanting to spend time there, studying there. But they've got this mission, and so what is great about this movie is you see what leadership is really like, mm. and you see how all of these things go together, and how this one guy has to make so many decisions that cost people's lives, that save people's lives, that encourage people, that frustrate people but ultimately come to the point of serving something greater than yourself. Mm. And it is it is just such a deep powerful movie and it is a little slow so you got to hang with it. But if you just if you stick with the movie, you will be 
blown away by the things that you have to happen. And I want my, especially my sons, to see. I really want my sons to see this because I want them to see that maybe you are going to be the guy that has to scrub the deck. Mm. And you got to look at the captain and understand he's not, he's dealing with things bigger than himself mm-hmm. and he's dealing with things bigger than you. Right. And all of these things have to go together. Mm-hmm. And there's a line. I do want to, I do want to share this one line really quickly. Um, there's a scene where they're all eating dinner. All the officers are eating dinner together. And um, the doctor says to the captain, he says, Jack, have you forgotten your promise? Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. Wrong quote. <laughs> um, so the doctor says to him, do you see these two weevils? Or captain, the captain says to the doctor, do you see these two weevils that are they're these little worms on the table? Because they're on a ship. And he says, I do. And he says, which would you choose? And the doctor sighs because he's annoyed because they're messing around with him. They're kind of playing games. And he says, neither. There's not a scrap of difference between them. They're the same species of Kokoila or whatever. Because the doctor is very interested in animals and things like that. And so Jack, captain, is messing with him, and he says, if you had to choose, if you were forced to make a choice, if there was no other response, you have to choose. Dr. Stephen says, well, then, if you're going to push me, and he looks at them, and he says, I would choose the right-hand weevil because it's the significant advantage, and it's a little bit bigger, blah, blah, blah. And Captain Jack starts smiling, and he starts to laugh, and he says, there, I have you. You're completely dished. Do you not know that in the service, and he pauses, one must always choose the lesser of two weevils. Oh my god! I know it's hilarious. It's so wah, silly, wah, wah, wah. but the reason why that's important is because this next scene mm-hmm. is Captain Jack has to make a decision that costs people's lives mm-hmm. and saves the rest of the ship. Yeah, and so you see this interplay back and forth of leadership being so so hard. Yeah, and so so mm-hmm. good. And so I want my sons to know what it means to be led by somebody mm-hmm. and to to lead people. And so it takes immense humility. Mm-hmm. And you see that in the captain of this movie. That's so good. I know I talked a lot about it, but no, it's no. so comp- it's a really complicated movie. It's, yeah, it's no, not the, it's not an easy one to watch. Yeah, and this was hard for us to have to pick and and go through, you know, pick out like what our favorite mm-hmm. movies. There's so many more. Did you have an honorable mention that you left off the list? Oh my gosh, Kingdom of Heaven. Um, you stole Lord of the Rings from me. Um, I would uh, add, I would add High Noon. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I see. I've not watched that one. Uh, but but you know, and and we veer our movie choices. Of course, you can see veer more towards manly movies. You know, where they're definitely more action adventure type things. I actually um, hold on. I I love Pride and Prejudice. I actually love Pride and Prejudice. So there are. There's another honorable mention, and there are good reasons for that. So I'm sure that there are some really <laughs> really great movies that you think of that you want your kids to see because of some of these same reasons. Maybe you comment or tell us what tell us what you think. Give us suggestions. Yeah. You know, I think a movie night is always a good thing uh, to have with the family, brings everybody together and uh, just helps us to kind of connect. So I, these, I love these a good movies. Movie night. These three movies are all some of my dad's favorite movies. Mm. Yeah. So there's a reason there's a correlation here. And these so. may not be appropriate for, for younger kids, of course, you know, yeah. but uh, these yeah. are some, you that, watch them for always watch the movies yeah. first. Mm-hmm. And then if you feel good sharing it with your kids, yeah. go for it. Yeah. But, Definitely. So this was fun. Uh, maybe we'll come back and do some more movies uh, some other point in time. Yeah, we love movies and love talking about movies, as yeah. you can see. Probably need to do books. But Probably need to talk about books because books are better than movies, according to everyone. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways. All right. Well, we're going to sign off here. Thanks, thanks for listening. We'll see you next, see you time. next time.
IMDb? Gotta have, yeah, just just oh in case. Gosh. So, so. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing at me? I don't know. <laughs> I gotta make sure I know the like, char- the actors' uh, names. You're like, well, the um, these movies. The are Rotten so Tomatoes old. score is <laughs> what? <laughs> No, I just I have to remember I have to know I I have to make sure I know the actors' names. This is Oscar winning. I'm not. I don't remember meaningless details like you do. Very well. well. I, I I'm the king of meaningless details. <laughs> and it is a talent. It's, Trivial Pursuit it's, boss. It's pre- yes, exactly. It's pretty amazing. Uh, what do you need to know, random, about life? I will I will tell you every random fact that you need to know. I have learned so many things just by having that you lunch, never like lunch conversations, you know, that you never wanted to know, never wanted to know or needed to know. <laughs> no, I probably did want to know them. It's Can't just help more. it. 